If you want to turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to give Sean, my brother, a hard time with Mrs. Sean. Yes, Mrs. Elam, what would I say? Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, but Matthew chapter 26. We read a couple verses here, then we'll have a word of prayer. Matthew chapter 26. Verse number 36. We read three verses to verse 39. Or four verses. Matthew 26, verse number 36. Says here, Then cometh Jesus with them, his disciples, unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to, to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Let's pray. Dear fathers, we come before this evening. Father, I lay myself before you. Father, use my mouth. Use me for your glory. Father, give me the words and the boldness to speak, Lord, because I can't do it without you. Father, thank you for these verses and just the, the title and the sermon you've given me, Lord, and how it's been true in my life, Lord, and it's worked on my life, Lord. I, I pray, Lord, you just use it tonight. Use it for your glory. Father, I thank you for our pastor. I pray, Lord, you keep him safe as, and um, that the missions conference down at Hope will go well t- um, this week, Lord. Just bless them mightily, Lord. Again, I give myself to you. I pray, Lord, you just use me. Fill me with your spirit. Jesus, my pray. Amen. Here, my, the title of my message that I want to give to you is Thy Will Be Done. Thy Will Be Done. Lord, here it's we read in verse 36, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. Saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tear ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Here he, um, Jesus went with his disciples into the, it would have been um, in Luke chapter 22, it, it talks about it as well, and to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he brings his disciples there, and he says, sit here, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and pray. He has Peter and the two sons of Zebedee come with him, and, and it began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Verse 38, And then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further. It's interesting, uh, something, something in Luke chapter 22, the same, the same thing happens in Luke chapter 22, the same story. Different, in, in, Matthew, in, Mar, in Matthew 26, it talks that he went to pray three times. Luke doesn't, it only mentions one, but it's different. Look on it. But in Luke chapter 22, it, it mentions that he went it's not like a deep part of the message, but um, he went a, a stone cast away. I don't know if it's just me, but I always wondered how far that was. Because myself, I used to be able to throw a baseball-sized stone about 200, 230 feet. But there's not all people like that. Like my wife, she could throw it, what? 
She's giving me, she's shaking her head at me. Like 10 feet? So it, maybe it's just me. But I always thought that was kind of like interesting. Like how far did he actually go away? But nothing to do really with the message tonight. But here he says he, he, became, he began to be sorrowful to heavy. And he says, what? My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Why? Why was, he, why was he so sorrowful? Why was he so sorrowful, exceeding sorrowful until death? Because he knew what was coming. He knew what he was going to have to pay. He knew the pain and the sorrow he was going to have to go through. The rejection our Lord and Savior was going to have to go through. Because the whole world at that time, all the people rejected him. Here it even says, in, uh, turn to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Our Lord knelt down to pray and his heart was sorrowful. And verse, uh, we'll, um, verse 41, and, we, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou wilt be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in, in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Here our Lord was kneeling down, fell on His knees and asking, Lord, He was in deep sorrow because He knew the pain He was going to have to go through. I already said He knew the sorrow, the rejection He has to go through so much that His sweat was like blood. I sweat a lot. It's just at work, preaching, standing still, happens. But here the Lord he was in so much pain, so much agony, so much sorrow that his, his sweat was almost like dro great drops of blood. Can you just imagine that. The sorrow he was going through. The, the, the agony he was going through. That great drops of blood. His sweat was like great, great drops of blood. And here, turn back to Matthew. Matthew chapter 26. Verse 39, and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And later on, it, I, I got, that's where I got my title, Thy Will Be Done. It mentions it. How can we get to that point? How can we get to the point to where we say, Lord, thy will be done? Where we can, we, we know that the struggles and the things ahead, we, we can see somewhat ahead, and not everything do we know. Not everything is clear. Maybe we, we're just struggling with something tonight. Maybe, maybe we're just have a loss, and we're like, Lord, how can we get to that point where we say, Lord, thy will be done? Whatever has happened, whatever will happen, you know what's best. I have three things, um, three points here I just want to point out to you. First thing is, remember who you are addressing. Here, verse 39, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father. Remember who you're addressing. He kneeled down and 
He called unto his father. Who's every, who is it that holds everything in his hand? Who is it that, that is the almighty God? That has created everything around us. You, you look around us. There's many people believe, um, say, oh, there's no such thing as a God. There's no such thing as, as evolution, all this stuff. I don't understand how they could ever believe that. Like I say, it takes more faith to believe that than it is to believe in the Lord. Because... It's, it's not true. It takes more faith for them to believe. And I, I talked to the guy with, uh, he believed in evolution. I told him that. He was like, he looked at me strangely. I explained it to him. But here, the, remember who, who you are addressing. Here, Jesus knew who he was talking to, knew who he was praying to. His Father. And you know, we can call him our Father too. He is our Father. And he is listening. He's, he's waiting to help and he desires to help here is, we have an almighty God. Psalms chapter 24, through 1 through 3, I'll read, it, I'll read it to you. It says, The Psalm of David, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? We're not addressing, when we come before the Lord, we're not, we're not addressing just some random person. Like a lot of religions in the world, they, they don't pray to God. They don't, they don't in um, orthodoxy, Russian orthodoxy, we lived, uh, people that don't know, I think you all know, we lived, my family and I, we lived in Russia for 13 years. And that was a religion that we, that we were constantly was, were trying to, it was a struggle to witness to sometimes because they're so, they're so um, closed. They believe in the same God as we do. But one thing that they have totally wrong, and it says in, you, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, that a lot of the priests that, in that know that verse, know the Bible, yet they stand there and they bless. This is a lot of different religions, not just orthodoxy. I'm just telling you what one thing that I have that I have worked with and people that we've worked with and seen. They don't pray. They, they don't pray unto the Lord. They don't pray unto the King of Kings. They pray to a priest. And the priest this morning, pastor talked about in Sunday school that Jesus Christ is our intercessor, intercessor, right? He intercedes for us. A lot of, a lot of religions don't believe that. There's priests that intercede. They, they, you pray to a priest and, and they bring it before God. But here is the Almighty God. Who are we addressing? The Almighty God. Turn to Amos chapter 5. Amos chapter 5. I've been reading through the minor prophets and it's really interesting. And I read through this and just really stood out to me. Amos chapter 5, verse number 6. Amos 5, verse number 6 says, Seek the Lord, and ye shall live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour, devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Ye who turn judgment to wormwood and leave the righteousness in the earth, seek him that maketh the seven stars in the Orion, turneth the shadow of the death into the morning, and maketh the day dark with night, 
that calleth for the waters of the sea and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is His name. Who are we addressing? We're addressing when, when we come before Him, the Almighty God. He created everything. He holds everything in His hands. He holds the whole universe in His hands. We don't even know as humans the vast of the universe. We have a lot of speculations. If you haven't been to the Creation Museum, go to the Creation There was this one, I remember going there in, when was it, 2013? I'm right? I think it was 2013. There was one. There was one amazing, amazing place you would go into. They would darken. And they would just show. They would. I think they zoomed you out. I forgot. But they showed the universe as much as they knew at that time. It's just staggering. Staggering. Of what the Lord created. Of what the Lord created with just throughout the stars out there. We don't know the vast of the universe. Yeah, he holds it in his palm. He holds it in his hand. If that doesn't show the might of the Lord, the majesty of the Lord, I don't know what does. And we can, you can, I just, I just brought you to two passages. You can read the Psalms. It shows many of these. You can read through the Bible and you can just see the, the, the majesty and the, our almighty God. Second of all, we can see an all-loving God. An all-loving God. An almighty and all-loving. He's not just this, this, mighty, this mighty God that's up there and He's created everything. But He loves each one here. It's not like a lot of... I've said this before in this pulpit. I've said it in other churches. It's not just what the movies... Some movies represent... Rep, rep, the representation of God in movies are. Of him being this old man with this long beard with a lightning bolt or something in his hand with a staff in his hand who's waiting to judge and has a map in front of him. And I saw this one video on YouTube once and they were making jokes about this, about this movie. And I had to, I had to just cancel that. I, that's not my God. That's not my God who, who stands there and is just waiting to judge the people, waiting to, and um, has a staff and has this map and just kicks things out of the way. That's not my God. He's not, he's not just an almighty God and the one who created everything and holds us in His hand, and, but He's all-loving God. He loves. He doesn't just judge. And that's what the problem in a lot of the world mentality now is, oh, God's just judge me. First of all, if you're not saved, you're, you're dead in sin. Here, all loving God. In, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some man, men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. repentance. He desires, He loves us so much that He desires that all should come to repentance. I'm going to go side note. Is anybody here tonight that has not received Christ as their Savior? Do it now. It's not too late. Pastor talked about it this morning. How how the the judgment, the white throne judgment. Thankfully, praise the Lord for us Christians. That's not we're not that's not for us. But those that aren't saved, it's going to be terrible. And turn to First John chapter four. First John chapter four.
verse number 16. First John chapter 4, verse number 16 says, And we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of the judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect love. We love him because he first loved us. An all-loving God. He has loved us even though we don't deserve it. I've preached here and a sermon that I love and just it talks about, it's actually not too far, it's a couple chapters later in, in what we're reading in Matthew chapter 26. This is Matthew chapter 26 and later on how he was brought before Pilate and he was brought and the testimony he had and what he was brought before Pilate and he didn't say a thing and the pain he suffered. Who are we to become before the Lord Most High? Who are we to stand on our, um, stand on our knees and, and come before and pray before the Lord Most High? I'll tell you the truth, I'm, not, I'm nothing compared to Him. Yet He has redeemed me through His blood. And as Jesus said, Oh my Father, and I can call Him my Father. An all-loving God. First one was, remember who you're addressing. Second one I want to bring to you is, realize your way. Realize your way is imperfect. Turn to chapter 20, Matthew chapter 26. Again, turn back to Matthew chapter 26. Verse number 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will. Realize your ways imperfect. You know, our way is not the best way. The Lord's way is the best way. Our, our will is... Not all the time is great. Because if I had all I wanted, if, I, if, if God gave me all that I wanted when I prayed to Him, I would be a spoiled brat. I wouldn't be here where I am. The Lord knows what's best. It says in Romans 3.23, we know this, for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. We, are all, we have all done wrong. We, we, we still sin. We still do wrong. You know, our way is not perfect. It says in Proverbs 3, 5-6, through 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Here, Jesus says, Nevertheless, not what I will. Not what He said, Nevertheless, not as I will. I can tell you for sure that my will, the way I want to go, a lot of times takes the, in, in, in um, what is it, in um, Kids of Palooza, we're talking about uh, through Jesus' life, and one of the main verses was, 
Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. And the, wide is the gate. You know, I tend to, I want to take that, that long, that wide path. That wide, comfortable path to walk. As people, we want to take that. You know, for, you know last year, last year I thought we were going back to Russia. When we got married, and I believe for sure we're going back to Russia, and I wanted to go back. My parents were there. Three months, it was, we got married in April. April, May, June, July. In July, I do count. In July, about a, a month before I was planning to go back, we had, I was trying to get things settled with my dad and all that type of stuff, and the Lord showed, you're not going back. You know how hard that is to make plans and desire to do something the Lord says, no, that's not what I have for you. At that time, I remember there was times that I just fought with it. And it was hard because I'm like, I want to go back, Lord. There's, there's souls there. I, I want to be able to go back and serve you there. But I had to realize it's not as I will, not what my path was, not what I wanted. But the Lord knew that uh, two and a half months later, we were going to have to evacuate my parents and my family out of there. It was dangerous. The Lord knew that if we moved there, we would have moved all of our stuff with us. When we came back, we would have lost everything. The Lord knew that the Lord knew the future. He knew what was going to happen. And I'd I had to get on my knees and say, Lord, not as I will, not, not, not this is this is your plan. You know what's best. To trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. That's become one of my life verses because the Lord has shown me that multiple times, had to bring me that, um, bring me to that verse multiple times to not trust in myself. Not, it's, as Christians, we shouldn't be trusting in our own self. We shouldn't be trusting in what we can do. What I can work quite well with my hands. I enjoyed building. I enjoyed playing sports. I, I, I played basketball, played hockey. I got pretty good at it. But I do, there came a point where I had to say, Lord, if I continue on this, I won't serve you. I'll, I'll turn away from you. I won't be serving you. I had to, I had to go back to that path. And here it says, realize, I said, second point, realize your way is imperfect. Third thing, recognize the Lord's way is the only way. Here, verse 39, Jesus on his knees says, Oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Thy will be done. First, we have to know who we're talking, who we're addressing. It's not just some random person. It's the Lord, the Almighty God. He's an all-loving God. Second of all, we have to realize that our way is not the right way. Our way is not always the best way. It's imperfect. What we desire is not always what the Lord desires. Third of all, we have to recognize the Lord's way is the only way. The Lord's will will always be perfect. He will bring us through trials, yet He uses that as a refining. He refines us when, if, if, if we're tonight in struggling with something. 
maybe in the Lord, you know that's where the Lord has you right now. Sometimes the Lord brings us through trials, through tribulations to refine us, to bring us more perfect. I, um, I enjoy studying the, the, um, the art of pottery. I don't know how to do it. I've never done it. But I enjoy studying it. I always thought if I ever did it, I'd know how to do it. But no, it's not happening. But I enjoy studying because the art of pottery, and, and Jeremiah even talks about how um, the Lord said to Jeremiah, go into the potter's house. It's a great representation of the Christian life. And how it talks how the potter has design in his mind and he starts forming it. It's how Christ forms us. He has a design of how he wants us to be, what he wants us to be, his will for us. And he starts designing us. When he gets us to that design, he, uh, the, um, the potter will set it, let, let it dry out in the sun, then we'll put it into a fire, a bisque fire. To it, I think if I remember, it was like 16, 1600 degrees, somewhere around there, maybe 1300 degrees. What it does is it takes all the impurities out. The Lord, a lot of times, will, when he allows trials into our heart, into our life, for, to, to bring the impurity, to refine us. When we were made into design He has formed, um, the Lord might not always be how we thought. The Lord's will might not always be how we thought it would be or how we desired, yet it will always be the best way. How can we get to that point of saying, Lord, Thine will be done. Whatever Thou hast desired, whatever Thou hast, You know the future. We have to recognize the Lord's way is the only way. We have to have faith that the Lord knows best. In, in um, Exodus, it talks about Moses, how the Lord called him. And interesting, I, I love studying through the life of Moses and how he went to the burning bush. And it was interesting to him. I'm going to go over there and look at that. And the Lord spoke to him through there. And the Lord called him unto his work. And he said, I want you to go. And Moses gave many excuses. Many excuses why he couldn't do it. Why he couldn't take, do what the Lord was doing, or had for him to do. At first, Matt, um, Moses didn't have faith in the Lord for how he was going to use him. The Lord, and Moses didn't have faith in the Lord to use him, but finally he went and the Lord used him for a great thing. You know, how can we get to that point of saying, Thine will be done? Whatever you have planned, whatever you have put in my life, what, what the situation I'm, is now, I'm in now, or what I see ahead, the struggles I'm going to be going through, to be able to say, Thine will be done. Christian tonight, the shorter message. Are we able to say that? Are, or are we fighting the Lord? Or are we standing afar from the Lord and saying, Lord, I, I don't trust you. You've brought so much. This, I had a friend. I've had so many friends. Young. I remember grew, growing up with them. They're adults now. And they're not serving the Lord. I one, of my, one of my friends good friend at the time as a teenager I heard later on he was at a different church and I heard later on why he left the Lord 
is because he lost his dad. And he blamed God for him losing his dad. He wasn't able to say, Lord, you knew, you, you, you knew that this was going to happen. Maybe tonight we need to get on our knees and ask the Lord, Lord, maybe we're struggling with something and say, Lord, you know the struggle in my men. You know you can help me. I trust in you. Say, thine will be done. 